Good day, folks. Welcome back to the Video Vault. This is JB. Hey, it is Eddie. Uh, happy opening day. Yeah. Oh, my God. We've talked about this since the podcast started. Because we... So I was thinking about this. When did we start this podcast? Like, what month? Cause like, I, like uh, end of September. So we started it? Yeah. We started it right around the end of the season. And we... First thing we did was talk about... Uh, Field of Dreams. We talked about we're big baseball fans. We've kind of gone on and off, but now the main storyline or the main arc of us has returned, and that is baseball. Yay! Holy cow! Nothing more boring about baseball than talking about baseball. No, <laughs> I think that's just people watching at home being like, "Wow, we started <laughs> off hard. We these guys got excited about this. Yeah, we did. Uh, you were really excited about this." This box, yeah, Popeye's fried chicken that you showed up to the vault with today. Yeah, this show is now sponsored by Popeye. You didn't even think to bring any for the rest of the class. No, I mean, rest of the class is at home or in the car or, you know, with their families listening to this podcast. So I cannot. Or, they, if, or if they raise their kids right, they pull them out of school for opening day. Yeah, that's right. Well, but this year, opening day is during spring break. So actually, win-win. Uh, depends on the schools that are on spring break, I think. Uh, public schools uh, just went up in, uh, on Wednesday. They're not going uh, after Easter? No, because uh, they're doing Wednesday till, I think, Friday. I think they just figured, screw it, just have the okay, first yeah. day of spring break for public schools are, is today. Nice. So I guess they just figured, give them Thursday, Friday, Easter's on Sunday, yeah. and then give them the week. There you go. Ought to be a public school kid. Oh, I think it's because... Um, when is Passover? Is it just this a, weekend? Yeah, I think yeah. they. I think they have to give. I think. I think they have to give uh, people off uh, Thursday, Friday, and yeah, then also because Friday is also Good Friday. That's right. So, guys, look, you yeah. learn a lot here. We talk about baseball, but sometimes we talk about holidays, and yeah. other times we talk about. Um, uh, <laughs> we talk about French literature from the eighteen seventies with your wife. <laughs> Guys, that's a callback. It's called a callback. It's a term where I bring back something from a previous podcast, but you won't get the joke until you listen to it. So subscribe. iTunes and Stitcher, Video Vault Podcast. So, uh, in the spirit of both the start of baseball season and Women's History Month, we are reviewing oh. a league of their own. Yeah. The ni- 1991. 92. 19, yeah, 1992. Penny Marshall Classic with Gina Davis... Lori Betty and everyone's favorite dad, Tom Hanks. Also, Madonna's in that. And Rosie O'Donnell. And there's a lot of people. John Lovitz, Gary Marshall, Gary David, Marshall, David Strathairn. Yeah, I love Taylor it. Leone for a hot minute. I feel like that movie is this movie is like pinnacle '90s. Like it's just one of the. It's just it has such a great '90s. Like I watch it, I'm like. This is a movie that was made in the '90s, and I love that. Now here, now here's a question, like. Uh, is this really a movie, or is it, like, a half-movie, half-sports montage? There's a lot of montages in this. Well, I mean, the whole movie is a montage. It's they're having flashbacks. Yeah, it's but, like... It is, it is a lot. Yeah. Um, um, if we have to ask that question about this, we have to ask that question about, um... Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. So, yeah. I don't know if... It depends, uh... I personally think that's just a good sports film. I think that was just, like, the type of sports film of the time. League of Their Own, you mean? Like Montage. Yeah, okay. I like you know, like even Rocky. Rocky four is Montage. The whole last fight scene is just shots of their getting their getting punched in the face. Yeah. And then 
overlaid with shots of them getting punched in the face, overlaid with them recovering from getting shot in the face, and then yeah. ding, ding, round six, and then just shots of them getting punched in the face. Because last, la- last time we, uh, we recorded, we turned on the TV. Uh, when we were done recording, we turned the TV on. Rocky Four did happen to be on. Mm-hmm. And you made, you made the point, that, oh, it's like the pinnacle of 80s schlock. Yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah. Depends on the 80s movie. I think... Like the and I don't mean like shock, but you know what I mean. Like it's just like oh, it's very it's much so eighty. Yes, because because Caitlin, my wife, who who was our guest this last podcast, um, like plugging that last episode. Yeah, yeah, go listen. <laughs> no, but she but she's just watched the Rocky movies for the first time uh, in the past month or so. No, past couple of weeks. What am I saying? That's um, fun. And she and because I remember I said to her. Rocky is the best film of all of them. Rocky 2, it's a decent sequel. Rocky 3, it's the after-school special. Uh-huh. Rocky 4 is the 80s movie. Rocky 5 is just terrible. Rocky 5 is garbage. Rocky it's, 6, Rocky Balboa, that's a, it's a decent reboot, is what I'd say. No, I like Balboa. Well, I think, okay. I disagree. Um, I think it's a good epilogue final chapter. I don't want to say reboot. Because I, I Creed is the reboot. Yes, you're right. It, it, it's a great final chapter of closing one book and then opening the other. I still have to see Creed. Yeah. Creed is actually interesting in the sense that um, yeah. that's also an epilogue because Rocky becomes the Mickey character. Yeah. So, and Michael like, Jordan can't have all of my money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, League of Their Own. Come on. We are talking too much about men here. Okay. League of Their Own. Um, it is the inspiration of the All-American Girls Baseball League. Because, right. <coughs> little history lesson, 1940s, it's World War II. Better. There is, there's still the draft. So guys like Joe DiMaggio and Bob Feller. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Yeah, Ted Williams uh, went twice. Because Was Ted- DiMaggio? No, no, not DiMaggio. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, Garrick would have been too old. Garrick almost died. Garrick was, was dead at this point. By 42? I 19, thought Garrick... 1941 he died. Oh, yeah. I thought Garrett died in 45. Uh, That's no. weird. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, anyway. Oh, no. Babe Ruth died in 50. 48. Okay, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so these guys are getting drafted, and so they're worried that base, that baseball, I mean, the, the product, the quality isn't there, so they picked up these ladies from, you know, all over the States and Canada, um, North America, mm-hmm. and just turned them into, and turned these women who were playing ball on the side mm-hmm. and they actually sold tickets. Yeah. And yeah. what's interesting is um, that was also the rise. It's, it's very interesting that they're able... Baseball was relatively new as the pastime at that point. Like, you know, you had the 20s. 20s was a big deal. But, like, the 20s and the 40s are considered to be, like, the heyday of, of baseball. baseball. Yeah, because in the 20s, right, you got murder <coughs> with the Yankees. Yeah, and then by you have everything up until, I would say, DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Really, it's Yogi Berra. Yeah, oh, Yogi Berra. He's great. Yeah. He was great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Oh, the point I'm trying to make there. Yeah. Is that, you know, this is, this is a thing that's becoming a pastime, and then... So early in its American, you know, like, taking over American hearts and glory, um, women were doing it. Yeah. And they were selling tickets, too, and being very successful. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because we're wrestling fans, and wrestling has been around. It was a pastime before baseball was, and yet women's wrestling is just coming around now. So I just think it's very interesting, like, 
how ba- how women's baseball like. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm making a point. I'll probably make it later on. It's yeah. just one of those things that, like, I think it's an interesting point, but <laughs> I'm now just wasting your time. So but, I know nothing. But no, apparently, <laughs> um, like, this yeah, lasted yeah. well past the war too. It's according to this, it um, it existed from 1943 to 1954. Yeah. Uh, How about that? And it drew its highest attendance in 1948. Founded by Philip K. Wrigley or Walter Harvey, as he's in the movie. Wrigley of gum. Yep, and owner of the Chicago Cubs, thus Wrigley Field. Yep, and gum. Yeah, and only four movies, or four movies, four teams are are represented in the film. But just all these, you got the, just reading them off, the Kenosha Comets, the Racine Bells, the Rockford Peaches, the South Bend Blue Sox, the Milwaukee Chicks, Minneapolis Millerettes, Fort Wayne Daisies, Grand Rapids Chicks, Muskegon Lassies, Kalamazoo Lassies, Peoria Red Wings, Chicago Colleen, Springfield Sallies, Battle Creek Bells, and the Muskegon Bells. Okay, where was the New York team in that? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Kalamazoo had a baseball... I mean, hey, Derek Jeter's from there. Yeah, so is Rob Van Dam. Listen, I don't care. Kalamazoo. And I will look you in the eye and I will tell you that we should not have a place called Kalamazoo <laughs> in our... It's, it's, this, it's the most ridiculous name. You put a bunch of syllables together. You know what's probably, you know what, here's what's happening. Is I'm going off on the name Kamazoo, and then someone's going to write back and say, that was probably the most offensive thing, because you, sl- that's a, like, something like, it's a, it's a slur against Kalamazoo. Uh, or, like, it's a slur against, like, it's a, it's a slur, and I'm going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to stop. I'm going to do this. I'm, I, I'm very excited today. I'm just really excited, guys. It's opening season. I really like this movie. And, uh, you know, I have Popeyes, so I'm in a very excitable talking mood, and if I just start ranting, uh, just let me know after you listen to this whole thing. Yeah, anyway, so, because World War... Oh my War- god, John Lovitz is in this movie. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, uh, and because World War II is threatening to shut down Major League Baseball, <coughs> the guy who... <coughs> and he's dying. Sorry. <laughs> he, uh, the guy who owns the Cubs, uh, Mr. Wrigley, he's gonna... Uh, start a bank. Um, uh, he's going to bankroll a women's league. Yes. And he puts a couple people in charge. You got John Lovitz as a scout who goes to the farm in Oregon and finds Gina Davis and Lori Petty, um, Dottie Hinson and Kit Keller, uh, these sisters who work on the dairy farm. Yeah. I mean, that's a typical like get off the farm and play baseball. That's a story you hear several thousand times over, mm-hmm. and even with players today. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, you got the great sibling dynamic because Dottie is by far the better player, the better baseball mind. Uh-huh. Whereas Kid, she's kind of like Rod Tidwell from Jerry Maguire, and she's playing more with her head because she's so desperate to be better than her sister. Hey, fun fact Judy yeah. uh, Davis's character. Oh, hmm. should I wait? I'll wait. Okay. Keep going. Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, but they, what they're doing, because they're not even playing baseball at first. They're playing fast-pitch softball. Yeah, the way that they throw. Yeah. Um, and then <coughs> they, the, John Lovitz, he says to Donnie, hey, like, I, we want you to come play, come play in the league. Uh, she says no, because you know, she's, she's married. Her husband's off fighting in the war, and she just wants to stay on the farm yeah. and come home and have kids. We get it. She's the protagonist of the movie. Yeah. And so... Um, Ernie Cappadino, the scout, says to says to Kit, 
All right, uh, yeah, I don't like you're not that good of a hitter. Uh, we want your sister because let's be honest, they wanted her sister because of Dottie and Kit. Dottie's the pretty one. I mean, let's just call it how it is. And so, finally, Dottie's like, "Fine, I'll go, but but I'm not going unless she goes too." So then they're at they're in Chicago. They're doing they're doing the tryouts. Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell show up. Yep. Just oh god. Everybody's in this movie. Everyone, yeah, it's uh, 90s. Yeah. Bill Pullman's in this movie, dude. Yeah, for like 10 minutes. Yeah. But now we have the Walking Dad joke. Tom Hanks as the... <laughs> what, what? Walking Dad joke? Tom Hanks is totally a Walking I Dad just, joke. I, I have, no, get, you've, we've talked about Tom Hanks multiple times in our friendship. Um, and you've mentioned Walking Dad joke. Um, every time you bring him up. Yeah. Right now I'm just noticing the joke part. I thought, I think for the past year, I think you've been calling him the walking dad, Tom Hanks. And I, I was like, what a weird thing. To, and now I'm like, oh, wait, you've been saying dad joke this whole time. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, fuck. So many moments make a lot more sense. <laughs> like a year of moments make a way too much more sense. People are going to unsubscribe from this right now. Oh, weird. Yeah, I'm going. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, walking dad joke, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. I do as like the, that. As the drunken manager, Jimmy Dugan, who apparently also had 487 career home runs. Yeah, but wasn't fighting for his country. What are you doing, dude? Uh, drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just one of the one of the funniest scenes on the buzz is here because um, when I, I forget what her name is, I think Beverly or Betty or whatever, the, the one with the kid. I think it's like Bet or Betty. So I think we're good. Well, we're both in conclusion. That Evelyn. Evelyn. We both. Fuck that one up. Yeah. Um, but then you got Evelyn with her kid there off the bus, and then, like, the like the Miss Manners girl. Oh, the chaperone for the ladies. Yep. Um, says, um, <laughs> tries to wake up Tom Hanks, just passed out drunk. Mr. Nugan, Mr. Nugan. And he just goes, what is it, baby? And just, like, pulls her in for a kiss. And then is just horrified and, had, and, try, and just washes his mouth out with the whiskey. It's great. Oh, man. That's, yeah, that. Tom Hanks fucking crushed it in this movie. Tom Hanks is very funny. I like Tom Hanks a lot. Tom Hanks is very good at his job. Yeah. I mean, I don't condone his actions in grabbing a woman and then kissing her and then being grossed out, but I don't condone any of those actions. But I do just like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else can we say about this movie? I mean, I love the beginning of this movie. I love that it fla- it's a flashback to the past where it starts off with her. Yeah. Um, also, as I point out, everyone in this movie, all their characters are dead. Uh, that always makes me really sad. Like a movie that takes place in the past, like that far back. Yeah. Because it's like, she's like reminiscing, and it's like, yeah. you are, let's see... Because forty two, you would have been maybe like twenty one. So she's no, not, not that young, not that young. You, you got you got to figure that at, at the youngest, Gina Davis in in the movie of in Flash Forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to assume at a, at um, at her youngest, she's maybe in her in her sixties. I'd say. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So in the past, she would have been maybe like twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. So in the future, yeah, she would be possible. about... That's like three. Anyway, point gets me. By now, she's probably... Uh, no, actually, she'd be about eight. Yeah. Movies like this always make me very sad, though. But what, what I appreciate about the makeup of the team is that it's... 
they did, they made a point of actually trying to make a melting pot of women. Because you got the two farm girls. You got um, Gina Davis and Lori Betty. Yes. Then you got um, May and Doris, you know, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. They're the, they're the two New Yorkers from Staten Island. Yeah, you like that all the different stereotypes in sports movies are yeah, represented. Yeah, because um, Evelyn, she's like the, the Susie Homemaker type. You got the beauty queen. Yeah. You've got... Um, she got like not, not not quite a girl, not quite a woman. You got um, Betty Spaghetti. You got again Gina Davis. Yeah, and then Megan Cavanaugh is Marla Hooch. Megan Cavanaugh, for those of you who don't know, Josh is going to explain because I don't know who Megan Cavanaugh is. I actually don't know. Megan Ka- well, Megan Cavanaugh, she was she's a character actress. She she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's great. What she been in? Um, she was in... You remember from the late 90s with Tim Allen and Kirstie Alley for Richer or Poorer? Uh-uh. Okay, well, she was in that. She played um, the matriarch of an Amish family and was hysterical. Oh, she's in um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. She's... Um, Marion? Uh, May Marion's a... Um, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. I did. So she played... Okay, got it. Also, and I it, love that you... <laughs> We're like, have you watched this TV show? And I went, no. And then you were like, well, she's this character. It's like, it doesn't help me at all. Yeah. I haven't seen the show. It's not going to really that in context. For but, yeah. Um, but anyway, but in this movie, she plays Marla Hooch, who's this absolute phenomenal player. She can, like, just mash the ball. Yeah. But she doesn't really... But at first, um, they don't want to take her on just because she's kind of an ugly duckling. Well, that's true. That's the plot of the movie, yes. Yeah. And so they, they want... The whole—it's actually kind of misogynistic if you think about it. They're trying to put together a, a women's baseball team just so guys will come out because oh, the girls are pretty. They're playing in skirts or like or yeah, short, man. Or half a skirt. Well, that's, that's the thing about this movie is that it starts off very much in that vein in real life too, yeah. because you know that's what that is, you know um, like look at look at yeah we can go to wrestling but we could also go to like Ron, like people like Ronda Rousey you know who's like a good fighter yeah but like. We'll look down on them first, and it's like it's up to like, like you know, it's like they're gonna break. They have to break that boundary. But like yeah. at first, people are like, "Oh, look at the girls, the girls," and then eventually, it's like, "Wow, these women actually really can play, and we should take them seriously." But like that's how all these movies. I mean, that's kind of why I appreciate yeah. what WWE WWE's done with the um, with the women's evolution because ten years ago we we had brawn panties match- matches, and yeah. now and now you've got Ronda Rousey there. You got Charlotte Flair. With mm. these women who, more often than not, they're they're dressed in scantily clad outfits, but they can all, they're also well, incredibly athletic. Scantily clad, yes, but like they're no more underdressed than like Finn Balor's, you know. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's, like yeah, like even even Caitlyn was like, oh yeah, these guys are dressed to actually be able to get down. Yeah, and. No, but, you know, yeah, back in those days, you'd have women who were dressed in, like, literally either nothing, like, or they were dressed in shit that made no sense, just, like, fetish dream outfits. Yeah. You know, like... That's absolutely right. Why is Mickey James wrestling in Uggs and a skirt? Oh, because there's a fetish for that. Cool. But, like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, Anyway, so... But, you know, what those women do is they, they recognize... The situation that society has put on them, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck it, yeah. I'm gonna fucking kill this shit, and I'm gonna make you respect me." And that's the plot of the movie. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, oh, you're ugly, so it doesn't matter if you're playing baseball, if you're good at baseball. And then it's like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna do it." 
Sorry, I'm and, very passionate about this. And just like the psychology of baseball, because you got the point where the women are taking charge and making the lineup because Jimmy Dugan's too he's too passed out drunk to do anything. Yep. I mean, the first game, he passes out in the dugout and is, like, scratching himself for an hour. Yeah. I heard take it seriously. Yeah. But then as the team as the team actually does well, he starts taking it seriously, which leads us to probably one of the most iconic scenes, I'd say maybe one of the top 100 scenes in film history. Say, Alan, can I ask you a question you got home? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why, you'd throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's that left that's three feet above your ass. quoted in everything. Yeah, and... There is no crying. There is no crying in there's, baseball. There's no crying in the video vault. There's no crying... Like... <laughs> well, well, no, well the, there is crying in the video vault, depending on what we're watching. I don't think it, we've watched anything that made us cry yet. No. Yeah, I, I, we, we, we watch we, dumb shit. We like to keep it lighthearted here in the vault. We should watch something that makes us cry. Oh, jeez. Like, watch The Room. <laughs> no, really too often. Uh, but too often. just the, this, I really appreciate this scene because just the psychology behind it. Because after after it's over and Evelyn's back, then I got the um, the umpire comes over and he's like, "Oh, maybe you should uh, be more constructive." And then he makes a remark at the ump, gets tossed out of the game, but that actually winds up fi- that ends up firing the team up. Yeah, I mean, and they win the game. Yeah, um. It's good because when you put, like, accountability on the players like that. Yeah. Then, like, they're going to, like, it, it, like, yeah, he's being a dick to her. But, like, you can tell that he's, like, it's, like, it's your fault and, like, that's a weird thing. Yeah. But, it's not weird. It's, it's mean to say, but it's, like, yours. And so, like... You can tell, like, she's taking it serious. She's taking it very hard. Yeah. But that only shows that she cares about the thing, and he cares that she... He only cares... Like, it's, like, it's weird. They're both kind of, like, getting an emotion out. Yeah. And then when he... I mean, I I also think that she was crying just because, like, he was right in her face and yelled at her, and it was kind of upsetting. That's true. Uh, That's probably also the thing. Um, But I don't know. I just like to take it from a point where, like, yeah... He, it, it just like it's not the best motivational speech, but like no crying in baseball is like, hey, come on, let's do this. Like, I'm telling, like I don't know, like move like, past the mistakes, move past the mistakes. I'm, I'm telling, really nice. and then it's like, hey, hey, you fucked up. Now, wor- now worry about the next at bat. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I hope I'm not reading too much on that. And then yeah, when he gets kicked out, it's like the team suddenly is like, yeah, at least he, he's like fucking. Calling out this, he's not asleep on the bench anymore. Like he's going, and he's also yeah, talking he, to he us. He cares about what he's doing, and he's talking to, and he's like yelling at us, and he's doing what coaches should be doing, like coaches are doing, you know. And because um, yeah, getting yelled at by a coach will always make you cry, but it's like, 
how do you take it? You either you're like, are you gonna be sad about it and wallow about it all day, or are you gonna be like, yeah, I'm not gonna f- make that fucking mistake again, or like, yeah, I'm gonna get back ass back back ass back in the game. But crying is not the thing I gotta be doing. Yeah, I mean, I played baseball for a number of years. And I don't think I ever cried after a loss or a mistake. Oh, don't get me wrong, I did a lot. Yeah, but it's like. You cry when you lose something. Like, I used to you, cry when the Yankees lost on TV. I cried duh, when they got eliminated this year. Hard. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I cried when they got eliminated last year because it's opening day, baby. Yeah. All mistakes in the past have been replaced with only good fortunes. <laughs> but throughout the movie and several montages, we we see that this this group of girls from all over the country they come together. They're a team. They write a damn song about each other. Um, it's crazy how every song in the 40s sounds the same. Uh, <laughs> You're right. It's like, doo-doo-doo-doo. we are the people of the country in America, and we come together to sing a song. Like, but the fact that, that a song is what unites the team. No, it's great. I love yeah, that. It's kind of like, because like, the Yankees had the Thumbs Down guy last year. Thumbs Down guy. Oh, no, I miss Todd Frazier. Oh, rest in peace, Todd Frazier, because your career has been buried uh, on the Mets. On the Mets. Um, <laughs> what's up? Mets. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I like, um, I like that song a lot. It's very, it's very good. Uh, I like the, the, when they sing it at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's just like, I remember when I was in college and, like, we all had, like, an input on the school song that we created and, and like, it wasn't the best song in the world, but we all really, yeah. like, we all were kind of, like... This is fun, you know, like, and we all knew the words, and it was like one of those things where like we could make inside jokes about it too. We were like, like the song was called "The Path of Peace," so if someone like yeah. fu- done fucked up, we'd be like, "Yo, you just took two steps back on the path of peace," or something like that. <laughs> like one step forward, two steps back on the path of peace. Um, we do that all the time, uh, and that's okay. You know, that's funny. Um, it was funny to us, you know, and but it was also like a thing that connected us as like didn't matter where we we're from because now we're part of this school, and that's like what that moment feels like to me. Uh, rewatching, like rewatching, and I was like, "This reminds me of like my friends who are like now are scattered to the winds." Yeah. Um, but we could still be able to like reminisce about this song that we're, like we're the only ones that knew the words to, you know? Yeah, I get that. And I think it's it's a good rallying thing. It's like, yeah, it's just like this is our thing, you know. We made this. I think like when you create music with other people, it's always a more connecting thing than anything else in the world. Um, so I'm just ha- I'm happy that they really highlighted that in the movie. Yeah, they they really show okay like the ups and downs of being on a team because like they had there's one scene in particular because according to IMDb trivia, all like the bumps, bruises, injuries that you see in the movie were real. Yeah, 
I mean, because one girl gets a nasty bruise in her leg, and then, you know, there's... A lot of these women have husbands who are fighting overseas, so there's the worry that their husbands are gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of, one of them sadly does lose her husband. Yeah, that's really sad. And then and then Gina Davis, in under uh, you can see, not just in that particular scene, but underneath it all, while in a... While playing ball, she's got this almost underlying anxiety about her own husband, who's, yeah. off, who's off in the Pacific. That's right. More very dangerous area at that time. Yeah, I'm not saying dangerous. That was probably where I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure about. I believe more Americans died in the Pacific than on the Western Front. That's probably true. Because I mean, well, I mean, the Western Front was mostly just Russia, just being like, yeah, stop it. <laughs> Just they just keep throwing bodies at people. Um, that's not funny, but like you know, like look at every yeah. Call of Duty game. Yeah, and it's like there's always the Pacific part. Yeah, so she's got that underlying anxiety, and she's still powering through. I mean, that, that's that's, that's, tough. that's the equivalent of you know Dot Gooden throwing the no hitter in 1996, even though his father just un- just underwent open heart surgery. Boy, I really yes, uh, or um, yeah, I guess that anxiety. I was gonna say Jordan. Uh, and then I remember Jordan. Yeah, oh, J- after Jordan. his father died. Yeah, yeah. Jordan's father dying. Um, and he, he had the flu game. And too. he had the flu game. God, I can go on about Michael Jordan for days. Um, yeah. But no, that's there's very or even like I want to bring up uh, what's her name? Um, Vanessa Hudgens performing. Uh, what was it? Greece? Yeah, she was. She performed Greece like twenty minutes after her father passed away. Like she went on live television, like fucking killed it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she fucking murdered that. But it was like, because I mean, well, okay, to be fair, wasn't a great production. Vanessa Hudgens though was amazing. Was a great. Uh, uh, Romero, uh, we gotta get her more jobs. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like that sucks. You know, and, like that's hard, and you go out there and you do it, and there's, but it's still in your head, like. So you, you gotta be, like, it, that's that's a hard thing to do, is to have, like, that worry of, like, yo, I could play this game, and then after this game, get, like, a notification, you know? Or, like, you know, how do you, like, how do you pick yourself up from something like that and not worry? I don't know. But, yeah, it's a very, str- I mean, all these women are very powerful, or, like, are very, very powerful. Yeah. They're because, all dealing with this together. Yeah, because, like, Dottie, she's finding her bliss through through like yeah she's playing but she really wants to just go back to the farm and like be a mom yeah um and then with Kit she's she is who she is and she's proud of it like people try to tell her to change she's like no this is who I am and then you got Madonna as all the way May because like they're like they're saying oh the oh these women they need to you know go to charm school they gotta learn etiquette and May's like no I'm gonna smoke I'm gonna drink I'm gonna go out to a bar and if I see a man I like, I'm going to do what the hell I want. Yes. So, for the 40s, that's almost unheard of. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. during the 40s, it was like, yeah, I'll find yourself a man. Darling, if you don't find yourself a man. Half fucking pregnant. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you had to do, yeah, so it's just like, it's cool that you have this, I mean, it is the spirit of the 20s, because the 20s is very similar to that. But the 40s, yeah, the 40s was, because, uh, you know, after the 40s is the 50s, and then the 60s. Uh, but we always have this mentality, like, the 60s created that. But, yeah. like, it was really, like, women like that in the 40s that were, like, really the, the drive behind, like, liberation of the puritanical American society that we live in. And it all started a baseball movie. Boom. Got yeah. it. Now, let's go back to Dottie a bit, because we, we just mentioned how she's trying to find her 
find her truth or, or live her truth rather. I love that thing. By yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just I'm trying to be more mindful of it because I realize <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, um, but yeah, she's trying. She has one thing she wants to do, and it's not play baseball. She wants to go back to the dairy farm in Oregon, and ha- and have kids. Yes, that's all. Yeah, which is fine. Yes, but. Here's what doesn't sit well with me. Maybe this is an ex-ball player thing. She leaves the team right before the World Series. And you know what's ridiculous about that? That is such a cliche in every fucking sports movie. Um, It's like, one, um, yo, what up, dude? Like, you could play, just, like, just, just do it. Like, it's four days. It's four games. Come on. Like... Yeah, your husband's back. That's cool. How about your husband travel around with you for a bit? Huh? How about that? How about he's just like... Hey, I'm back, and guess what? I just traveled Europe. You know what I feel like doing? Hanging out with my wife while she's a fucking dope-ass baseball player. Like, you know, go to free yeah, baseball and, games. And it's like, it's almost as though, Why she, would you go? It's as though she doesn't want her husband to know that she's playing ball. Yeah, if my girlfriend, if my, if my wife was like, hey, you've been gone, by the way, join the fucking Yankees. I'd be like, what the fuck? You joined the Yankees? What? I left for two days. <laughs> I went for two days. I went to visit my mom for two days. Oh, sorry. No worries. Uh, what do you mean, my mom, for two days? And you're you can just talk louder than that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Guys, the vault has a has a sound sensitivity where if I go over a certain um, decibel level, uh, I get killed. So I got to be careful. Not to get and killed. by killed, he means the alarm goes off. It and sounds like a cow giving birth. It's very unpleasant. Yeah, it's a Rube Goldberg machine. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It's like, da, 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 da. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. It just feels weird. You know, it's just like, yeah. it sucks because she was like getting this. Like, she's getting this liberate, like, she's liberating herself, you know? She's, like, pushing the envelope for women. She's, like, being, like, I can do this. And then, and then in this and particular scene, comes in and, and then like, the scene we're about to play, like, once her husband's back, she's suddenly all buttoned up, kind of. Uh-huh. And she's, like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm a wife now. I, I have to hold it in. And once again, Tom Hanks comes through with a great manager speech. Mm-hmm. Taking a little day trip? No, um, Bob and I are driving home. Oregon. You know, I really thought you were a ball player. Well, you were wrong. Was I? Yeah. It is only a game, Jimmy. It's only a game. And I don't need this. I have Bob. I don't need this. I don't. I gave away five years. Chills down my spine every time I hear that speech. Oh my god, the last champions of this league were the Kalamazoo Lassies. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked. Uh, I really like. I like Tom Hanks. Yeah, but like, just 
Put the trivia away. Listen to listen to. No, I'm on. I'm on trivia. I'm. Uh, oh wait, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Sorry, I was looking. I at have the trivia. I have the trivia right here. I can do. That. <laughs> yeah, but I like to cheat. Um, anyway, anyway, but no, just because you played you played ball, I played ball. They say that the hardest thing to do from uh, sports wise is hit a baseball. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, and just I remember. I mean, it is also. Let's be real. Let's see. Yeah. Soccer's probably the easiest thing. Not easiest, but hitting in the like, net is like... I've played, played soccer. i played basketball. Like, yeah, making a basket, that's great. Throwing a good spiral, that's great, too. I've never gotten a bigger rush sports-wise than I have than when I've hit a baseball. Yo. Even if it's a weak grounder, it's the fact that I swung and made contact. That shit is wild. Uh, you know, I'm run, and it's just like... It's just like it's it's an experience, but yeah, and, that's an experience. and there goes to there goes to what uh, Dugan just said. It's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, it's course. the hard that makes it great. Yeah, it's that feeling after the game's over. Where you're like, I fucking did it, dog. Or like, it's the reward. The reward of doing a really. Um, it's the reward of like really. Uh, uh, Sorry, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts here. It's the the getting that reward of like I fucking did it is like during a baseball or like yeah during a baseball game or like even just stepping out and being like I'm at least handling the pressure. Yeah, it's um it's great and I think about that doing improv too. You know like improv is you know I, I do it and it's hard and it, but I still do it and I've gotten better and I've gotten to a point where like when I was in one one I would never be able to imagine doing this right so but so many people give up like so many people give up yeah. so quickly one on one they're just like this isn't for me and then like by advanced study they're like this isn't for me and then they leave I've lost a lot of friends because of it because they're not friends but I've lost track of people yeah um, because you know you meet so many people and I don't mean to be like I'm good at improv, but it's like you know, it's just it's you 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 stick when you find something you love, you stick through it, and then when you get to that hard part, you still stick through it, and then when you're done with it, I know when you're done, when you do like when you just do it, it's like I really fucking love this thing, yeah, let's do this, you know, it's like it gives you just such a great rush to be like oh, I'm, I've committed to something and I love it. And just for the record, you are great at improv because now I can't even hear the word Charizard without laughing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were there for that. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying like people, and also just because you aren't into something or you want to leave, that doesn't make you a bad person or anything. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just like the timing of it. Yeah, sometimes it's bad timing. And sometimes yeah. it's just and like not your thing. Body, it's very bad timing. Yeah. But it, yeah, she comes back for game seven, but it's like, yeah, too little, too late. If you were <laughs> on the from the get-go, you probably would have swept <clears throat> Also, congrats on the Peaches for winning three games, and but also they suck because they lost three games. Yeah. And also, Daddy's a bad teammate because she should have shut up for the first game, but she waited. Like, yeah. at any moment, those Peaches could have just, like, lost. And, and she talking from, from the a... Peaches could have gotten fucking swept. And talking from a baseball standpoint, Daddy Anson was easily, like, a five- or six-war player. Wins of a replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Judge, I think, was a, had a five-war last year. Yeah, no, she was, like, the player. Yeah. Yeah, real dick move. I've heard her leave. But it's okay. She redeems herself, goes to the, uh... Goes to the Hall of Fame at the end, sees all her friends. Everyone, everyone's very happy to see her. 
Yeah, including her sister. Yeah. They apparently haven't talked to each other in 40 years. No, they've talked. It's, it's just, just funny. Like, it's just funny because it's just like she's yeah. reunited with even her sister. And it's like, that's your sister. Just, just that context. The movie takes place not long after, um, after Dottie's husband has passed away. Yeah. And so she's kind of in a funk. She's living with her daughter and grandkids. And it's now at the point where I think she harbors some resentment towards Kit. Like, oh, I, I went... I went back home with my husband, and now he's dead. Fuck, what have I done? Meanwhile, Kid, Kid took advantage of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. She got married herself, had grandkids, so Dottie saw it as though, oh, I can only do one or the other. I can't have both. Yeah. And then Kid's, Kid's like, no, you can't have both. Look at me. Yeah, that, you know, and, and honestly, that's, that's the eternal struggle, man. It's like, can you have both? Um, yeah. The answer typically is, I mean, not the answer typically, yes, but I think that's like a, I think if people learn that more in their life, they'd be more like, I think that's like a, it's like a very strong lesson to learn. Like, yeah. You don't, you can be selfish. It's your life. You know, go for it. Like, you want both. Go aim for both. Like, there's no reason why you can't. What are you going to do? You die? Great. You're going to, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. So and I think that's a really power, I think that's kind of a powerful lesson and I know it sucks that she was like resents her. But then yeah. that is the constant struggle and and who wins the World Series at the end? It's Kit. It's, it's, it's the Kit. one that wins. Who's since been traded from Rockford to Racine. Yeah, so it's like, you But know, also at the same time, like, that being said, there's nothing wrong with having, do you think Dottie dropped the ball on purpose? It's hard to say. You never know. But like it's finally letting Kit have her moment because Kit that Kit, because Kit resents Dottie mm-hmm. for being so good at baseball, mm-hmm. and then Dottie then resents resents Kit for just having played baseball because she decided to walk away. Yeah, they could have both been one player. Yeah. Um. It's re- it's it's I mean you know it's interesting because, um, I mean it's just interesting that yeah. they they have. It's just a it's just a good movie. It's a nice movie. I mean, there's there's so much more to it, but I just I don't know. I mean, I don't, what what can we say about this movie that hasn't already been said? Yeah, and also like I can go into a bunch of stuff, but then it gets political, and I don't want to do that. I've already gone far enough as is. And also, I mean, just long and short, I just I find I like this movie because all my friends who oh no, all my friends. I mean, yeah, all my friends love this movie. But like, I have very I have a lot of female friends who are just very like you know, very strong, you know, like, they are very vocal, they march, they, like, but they're also just, like, out there killing it in, like, different scenes, like, you know, in front of business, like, they're out there, and they all are, like, I fucking love, like, they all, like, every, every one of them, not even not every one of them, but a far, a huge chunk of them have dressed up as characters from this movie for, like, different parties or Halloween, and it's just, like, watch this and you're like this movie really like is so important to a lot of people and you know it's a fun comedy it's a it's a fun movie it's a comedy but like it really is also just like a good it's just like i don't know just so many of my friends love it like are actually inspired by this movie it's i think it's a lot more inspiring than we give it credit for it really is and apparently, I'm looking at trivia here, apparently Madonna was not very easy to work with. I can imagine that. Because they, they were filming in Evansville at one point, and, and apparently she was so rude to just people around town, like wait staffs, everybody, and then trash the town in interviews. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh, and Gina Davis um, was her who plays Dottie. She was um, Dottie was her, was originally going to be Deborah Winger, but then when Madonna signed out, Deborah Winger was like, "Peace, I'm out of here." Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's. Oh, oh God! Here's one. That's a ridiculous statement. According to a handwritten letter she wrote to photographer Stephen Mizell, Madonna was miserable. I cannot suffer any more than I have in the past month learning how to play baseball with a bunch of girls in Chicago. With a bunch of girls, yuck, in Chicago, double yuck. I have a tan, I'm dirty all day, and I hardly ever wear makeup. Penny Marshall or Laverne, Gina Davis is a Barbie doll. And when God decided where the beautiful men were going to live in the world, he did not choose Chicago. I have made a few friends, but they are athletes, not actresses. They have nothing on the house of extravaganza. I wish I could come to New York. Whoa, what? Wait, say all that again and just give me a different context, pretext? Hang on, what? Apparently, okay, so this is a handwritten letter she wrote to a photographer. Dottie. I mean, not Dottie. Uh, uh, Madonna. Madonna right? Yeah. She said this. I cannot suffer any more than I have in the past month learning how to play baseball with a bunch of girls. Yuck. In Chicago. Double yuck. I have a tan, I'm dirty all day, and I hardly ever wear makeup. Gina Davis is a Barbie doll, and when God decided that where the beautiful men were going to live in the world... He did not choose Chicago. I've made a few friends, but they are athletes, not actresses. They have nothing on the house of extravaganza. I wish I could come to New York. Wow. That's... Wow. Madonna's a jerk. Yeah. That's mean. Oh, oh. <clears throat> yeah, I guess, oh, well, what am I going to do? I mean, fucking Madonna's not going to listen to this podcast, so... <laughs> she does, if she, if she does... Holy shit, that'd be funny. Anyway. What are you going to do, Kabbalah me to death? Wow. Wow, you're, you're Jewish, you can say that. Um, that's, that's ridiculous, that Madonna. Also, we give Madonna a lot of chances. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to wrap up right now. That's um, how we're going to end that. I think we should talk about nah, But League of Their Own, great movie. Uh, great way to celebrate opening day. Yeah. Yankees Blue Jays later this afternoon. You excited? Oh, very. I... Louis Severino, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Gary Sanchez, your boy D. Gregorius. My boy D. Gregorius. Oh, yeah, Bird's not playing. Unfortunately. Um, Hicks or Gardner? Uh, both. Gardner's in left, Texas in center. Cool. Man, those Blue Jays are about to get their asses fucked. I hope so. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what grade do you give a league of their own? Oh, I give it an A. You know what? I'll give it a B plus just because I think I'm gonna be a little bit of a dick. Um, no, not A. I'm gonna give it an A. I love it. I, I'm, gonna I give it an a. I'm gonna give it an A minus because the montages were very distracting. Okay, I'm gonna entertaining but distracting. I mean, yeah, I understand that. I'm gonna give it an A. I wanted to give it a B plus mm, because going into this, I was like, oh, league of their own. Like, you know, and then I was talking about it. I was just like. And rewatching this, I was like, oh, I love this movie. And I, it it's really, one of those movies that gets better with age. Yeah, I really can't hate it. There's, yeah. not, there's not like a particular, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, not, it's a great movie. Yeah, it, it's um, excellent. I'm glad we watched it. I'm happy that we watched yeah. it. And it made me feel really good. And I'm happy to feel good with it. Oh, real quick, shout outs to Melissa Silvestri, Jim Link, and James Bullard for guessing the still from the Facebook page. What's up, Jim? I thought that I had everyone fooled, and within seconds they picked it up. I yeah, think I'm playing, but there's no crying in baseball! You thought you had everybody fooled? 
I thought I did. That picture was so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, give your Twitter. Uh, it's Inspector Dadget. At Inspector Dadget. All right. You can find me at a JB's World 3286. Uh, you can find the podcast at Vault Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, Leo Their Own is great. We're going to go watch the Yankees and enjoy ourselves now. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a great start to a great season. Yeah. Congrats on making it to baseball season. Yeah. Don't forget to lock up, folks. Yeah. Most importantly, avoid the clap. Get some dingers.